Coming up, the easy way to control your most important thoughts and then how one company's employees responded to a four-day work week. I think you're going to be surprised by this and we'll coach you up. Let's go. All right. So, question for us today. What would your life look like if you were able to control your most important thoughts? I want you to think about this. If you could control those thoughts, you could then alter your feelings, which would change your actions and behavior. So I want to say that again. I want to go back to that, and I want to repeat that. Okay? So if you could control your thoughts, you could alter your feelings which would then change your actions and behaviors. That's what we're operating from. I believe that to be true. Which then would radically, in some cases, but certainly strategically, transform the trajectory of your life. But sadly, most people focus on changing their behaviors first. So they get, okay... I don't like my behaviors. Oh, I got I need a New Year's resolution for this behavior. I don't like that I'm eating chips and ice cream after 10 o'clock at night. And I don't like that I get winded when I walk up the stairs or whatever it is. It's only focus on, well, I got to change my behavior. When what we ought to be focusing on is the thoughts that drive the behavior or the thoughts that create the lack of good behavior. So today I'm going to reveal which thoughts are the most important thoughts of your day and teach you a really simple but profound process on how you can truly begin to start controlling your thoughts. Now, before I get into this, because this is a great, great, great hack, but before I get into this, I do want to point out the fact that we cannot control what thoughts come in. I want to be very clear about that. But I can control what thoughts stay. Right? This is called individual responsibility. We cannot control thoughts that come in, but we can control thoughts that stay in. I mean, who among us hasn't had some crazy thoughts? Woo! We wouldn't want anybody to know some of those thoughts. I mean, like crazy thoughts. When you've been angry, when you've been hurt, come on. That's some pretty crazy freaking thoughts that just pop in there. And, and, and come on. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to share any because there's some that make me go, right? But I mean, there's a difference between a thought coming in and go, good gosh, Coleman. That's how I talk to myself. I mean, good. Have, have you ever had a thought like that? I have. I'm going to tell you, it's like this. What in God's name was that? Where in the world does that thought come from? Let's be honest. And healthy people go, and, and we change our mind. And we, we go, oh, gosh, that's, that's horrible. That's maturity. That's a healthy person. That's a person who's choosing not to let that awful or ridiculous thought stay. 
Now, let me tell you what your most important thoughts each day are, which will allow you to control what you stay, what you let stay in your head, okay? Number one, it's the first intentional thought when you wake up. So I want you to think about your morning process right now. I want everybody to go with me. And, and, and by the way, you may go, well, I don't have a process. Well, you do, even if it's not a intentional process, you have some habits, okay? So what's your process? What are the first five minutes of your day look like when you get out of bed is what I'm taking us to. All right, so at some point, we've got some habitual stuff like got to go to the bathroom. Some of you are going, this is TMI. No, it's not. Let's be mature here, right? I go to the bathroom. Maybe you brush your teeth. Uh, you go and get some coffee. You wake the kids up, whatever it is. You kind of got this initial operational kind of Okay, these are the basics. All right. Somewhere in that, those first initial things, thoughts, thoughts immediately just pop in. And now here we go. Now we have the conscience, excuse me, the conscious thought. All right. In that moment is the opportunity for the first intentional thought. First intentional thought. The second one is your last intentional thought before you fall asleep. Okay? Most people's first and last thoughts aren't something that they are deliberate about. They aren't intentional. It's social media. It's Netflix. Whatever. A book you're reading. What's the last thought? Intentional thought. And so one of our failures as humans and as a culture is the amount of cotton candy that we feed our brains. And, I, I, and I'm only going to speak to the American culture because that's what I know, and I think it's a real problem. We have so much cotton candy crap. You think about the most, the least nutritional food you could put in your body, we have that kind of crap for our brains. Uh, listen, I don't want to offend anybody, but most of the crap you guys are looking at on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Drudge Report or you you name your thing, it's it's some type of junk food. There's zero nutritional value, and that's a real problem. You need to engage with something that is substantive. Think nutrition. Think of the same thing that is good for your body is good for your mind. Helpful, productive, positive. So the easiest way to start controlling that first and last thought is to be intentional. Decide in advance what those thoughts will be. So let me tell you how I do this. You can adapt this routine on your own. So my first intentional thought is, and I'll tell you what it is, I get up and I am going to get my cup of coffee. By the way, a little extra life hack, Alex, that I didn't expect to share. I'm going to go ahead and give it away. Um, I take my coffee mug and I put water in it and I put it in the microwave for a minute and a half. And what that little beautiful hack does is it keeps my coffee warmer longer because the mug's cold. So if you warm the mug and the mug is nice and hot, pour the coffee in it, let me tell you what you got. You got a warmer cup of coffee for longer. That's a little life hack, a little extra bonus material. Now, I go in and I sit down with that coffee and my first intentional thought is gratitude. And I do it through prayer. I pray and I start with gratitude, and I thank God for a very specific list of things that have been pre-written down. And I make sure, now I don't have to look at it anymore, but I now know 
and I am specifically, the first intentional thought of my day is gratitude to my creator. Now, you could go through uh, a different process, but that's the first intentional thought of the day. So my day is started with substance, and my day is started positively, first thought in. Now, at night, I'm always reading. And so my so once I'm done reading, and what I mean by that is my head's bobbing, I'm starting to get sleepy, I'm, I, I'm, I'm falling asleep, I go, okay, it's time to go to sleep. I stop reading, and then my last thought is a prayer of gratitude. Made me a prayer request. First thought in, last thought. They need to be substantive, they need to be positive, they need to be strategic. Because that affects your overall performance in any area of your life. Spiritual, relational, professional, physical. By the way, here's an interesting thing. I'm giving away a lot of life hacks today, Alex. I didn't plan to give away. Reading a book before bed can improve your sleep quality by up to 42%. Just a little fun fact there. Get your brain slowed down and you're dropping into a story or some great content, maybe reading the Bible, reading before bed improves your sleep. Yeah, there's power in controlling our thoughts. That's the whole point of this. Taking those thoughts that pop in and taking the negative ones captive. It's like rounding them up. Nope, you're going off over here to thought jail. Never again. You're going to the federal penitentiary of thought jail. You're done. For life, gone. Not thinking that again. Because our thinking affects our feelings. Sometimes a feeling will come in and we got to think about that feeling. So feelings motivate so much of our actions and we can't control all of the thoughts that pop in our head. We can't control the most important thoughts. Excuse me, but we can control those most important thoughts. And the most important thoughts, I believe, for a positive day, an effective day, is the first thought in and the last thought in. Try that strategy. You come up with your own system, but I'm going to tell you something. If you begin to get intentional about the first thing you think about intentionally and the last thing you think about intentionally, watch the intentionality of your life explode. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, high school seniors and parents of high school seniors, it's almost graduation time. And if you're not sure about next steps, I want you to listen to this. Coding skills are essential in today's workforce. And my friends at Bethel Tech can help you start a new career really fast and do it cheap. It only takes nine months to complete a Bethel Tech course in UI, UX design, full stack development, data science, or cybersecurity. And your young person can get over a thousand hours of experience in a collaborative environment and then get placed. The average starting salary for a junior developer is $66,000. And the field is projected to grow by 22% over the next five years. Software development is a career with an enormously bright future. And right now, Bethel Tech is offering you 10% off if you watch or listen to the Ken Coleman show and you pay cash. So go to BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman, BethelTech.net slash Ken Coleman right now for details. Terms and conditions do apply. All 
All right, this is a pretty interesting story. Uh, I was on um, Fox News recently, on Fox and Friends. And um, by the way, Joe, I always think about texting you when I'm on this early morning. Did you see me by any chance? Yes, I uh, did. Of course he did. This guy's up with the crack of dawn. Tell you who I'm not texting is Alex Chatfield. Hey, I'm on Fox and Friends. I tell you right now, he ain't watching. Thank you, Joe. Uh, but early morning, so I was on and they were asking me about trends for 2024 in the workplace. And one of the things they asked me about was the four-day work week. Do I think it's coming to America? Uh, and I think it is. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be a very talked about trend this year. I think more and more companies are going to try it. I do think it's limited in its ability to be effective. Um, and I'll just say briefly on that. I think it comes down to the industry. I think it'll work well in certain industries. I don't think it'll work well in others. So I don't think it's going to be a one-size-fits-all. I really don't. Um, and I think it's going to come down to leadership, the ability to make sure that there are processes and systems and accountabilities, great communication. I think really good, adept, and adaptable, adept leaders and adaptable teams will be able to pull it off. All right, so this is an interesting story uh, in the frame of the four-day work week. And this is in the manufacturing space. Pretty interesting. Um, this is, by the way, from a um, uh, Business Insider article here. I want to just cite them. Uh, this is a manufacturing company run by a guy named Zachary Toth. And he told his workers that they could have an extra day off each week. And shockingly, this is a manufacturing company in Toronto. Um, when he and his managers decided to try it after seeing some successful pilots in Japan. Now, this is manufacturing. They didn't expect that some workers showed up on the weekends without him even knowing. It was an unexpected result. This is what he said. He said they just came in because they knew there was a project that had to be finished and they didn't want productivity to fall. They wanted to make sure we keep doing the four-day work week. Okay, so what they did was, okay, well, we have the uh, possibility of falling behind on this. And so a collective group said, if this were to uh, fall behind or fall apart, we're not going to get to keep the four-day work week. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of sacrifice on the weekends and come in and get this done. It's very interesting. So what I find interesting about that is, they didn't get a four-day work week that week, but they willingly came in on a weekend to step up and knock a project out all for the purpose of keeping the four-day work week through Monday through Friday. And they stepped up when they needed to step up. That's the big takeaway. I think that's fascinating. Um, and so he goes on to say, by giving his workers the option to work less, um, he said they were willing to do more when it was needed. He didn't have to say, uh, "Hey guys, listen, uh, I got, I got, we got to do a Zoom." And here's the deal: we're we're behind on this project, and I, I know that we are, we're giving you the four day work week, um, but we're behind, and I don't know that we can keep doing this. If you want to keep doing it, I need you to come in this weekend. He didn't do that. They self-selected and said, let's do this. That's what's interesting. 
That, to me, says there's some high level of accountability based on this option of flexibility that the leader said, we're going to give you this flexible option. And they said, you know what? We're going to step up, do what it takes. And that to me, by the way, whether you work a five-day work week or four-day work week, that tells me that people are bought in and go, you know what? I want to be here. And so there are going to be times where I have to work more than five days in seasons. Same principle. What is it? It's buy-in. So I, I worked for years for leadership guru John Maxwell, and he wrote the 21 Laws of Leadership, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is the title of the book. A great read if you're a leader or somebody who wants to lead. It's a must-read. One of the 21 laws is the law of the buy-in. And, and, and essentially, what the law says is, is that um, people won't buy into what you want them to do until they buy into you. As a leader, you got to get them to buy into you. In other words, they've got to trust you. And when they trust you, they will now fully buy in. All right? So, pretty interesting. Um, and apparently, this buy-in here, people going, all right, I'm going to do what it takes to be able to keep the four-day work week. So I'm going to come in on the weekend. That's buy-in. Apparently, this has emerged at other workplaces that have gone on this four-day work week. Here are some interesting takeaways. Workers have tended to call out sick less often, and they quit at lower rates. If you look at this data, and I'm not going to nerd out and go into this, leaders, but you need to know this. If you look at the data, one of the greatest causes of productivity dropping are sick days. And 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 listen, people aren't sick. Come on. They're not sick. Not all the time. So if you look at the amount of sick days people call, can I tell you what it is? It's the same thing I used to do on the morning of a big test. I'm just going to own this. I'm going to own it right now. I got to call my mom. I should probably call my mom and let her hear this right now. I can't tell you how many times in elementary, middle school, high school, come on, you all did it too. Don't even judge me. I don't even care if you judge me. I'm telling the truth. We all did it. Mom, my throat's really sore. Oh, well, let me feel your head. You don't don't have a fever. I know. I feel terrible. I don't feel good. Let me tell you something. We do it as adults. You know what happens? Frustrated the night before depressed the night before, wake up with that same feeling, don't want to deal with a problem coworker, just can't put up with that boss one more day, you're at your limit, you know what you do? Come on, don't tell me you don't. People do it. Maybe you find people don't that listen and watch my show, but I'm telling you people do it. And you know they do? They call in sick. And so sick days are every year, if you look at the data, and I look at this stuff, it is a major issue. So, when companies went to four-day work weeks, Alex, what we saw was we saw sick days drop. You know why? They wanted to come in. Like, I'm going to bust my butt for four days because I want that extra day off. So they weren't calling in sick. Pretty interesting. The other thing that we saw again here is they didn't quit as much. You know why they didn't quit? They went, my life is better because of this new flexible work schedule. Let me remind you all and leaders that people don't want a better job. They want a better life. I I say that a lot. I want to make sure you understand this because this data really proves this. Leaders, listen to me. Those of you who are going to be leaders, 
You want a team that stays together longer and stays with you and the company longer? Figure out how they can see that working for you, working with you, makes their life better than if they work for someone else. I just solved the complexity of leadership. People don't want a better job. They want a better life. If you said to them, people go, hey, uh, you want uh, this this, uh, this little interesting benefit here, and you want this, this, this. They're going to say yes, but do you know what all that leads to? Making their life better. So if you reverse engineer this and go, how can I as a leader, how can we as a company make our people's lives better because they work for us versus work for somebody else? Let me tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to look to leave as soon as it gets tough because life gets tough. Work gets tough. They go through, listen, they will fight for you and with you in the trenches if they realize that their life is better because they spend their time, valuable time, at work with you. This is the secret. Leaders, I I don't have to write a, a manual on that. You just figure that out. And when people go, my life is better because I spend all my time working for this company, and I don't think if I went anywhere else, my life would be as good because of this job. Let me tell you what happens. Engagement goes up. Productivity goes up. And ding, 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 I need a cash drawer sound. Profitability goes up. Engagement, productivity, profitability. All of those things take care of themselves. You know why? Because people go, I want to be here. Because being here is better than being over there. And that is why this four-day work week situation is very, very interesting. So a little bit deeper take on stuff that you won't get in many articles. But, hey, that's why we do what we do here. This is the Ken Coleman Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't we all need help being better? And they're great at it. You know, we all carry around a lot of stress from our family life and our professional life, and it can just hit us at the same time. Big stuff, small stuff. And we can talk to our friends, or maybe you have a great relationship with a leader at work or a coworker, but you may not feel comfortable telling them everything. I know I wouldn't. And when we keep things bottled up, it will eventually leak out, and it's really negative. But therapy, it's a safe space to get everything off your chest with an unbiased professional and figure out how to work through the stuff that's weighing you down. So if you've thought of therapy before, you're thinking about it now, please try BetterHelp. Therapy isn't just for people who've gone through trauma. It's great to build skills, to become better personally and professionally. And BetterHelp is flexible enough to fit your busy schedule because it's completely online. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get stuff off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ken today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ken. All right, welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, let's, uh, let's coach some people up, shall we? And next in line is Chuck joining us from 
Phoenix, Arizona. Chuck, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. What's going on? Hi there, Ken. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. So, I have a super crazy and stressful job. And the only reason that I am still, you know, I'm holding on to it is because in March I get a pretty fat bonus and I really, I'm ready to be fully uh, retired because I have a very good uh, passive income stream already. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just, I hate having to hold on to this job just so I can get my bonus, but you know, it's just getting super stressful. What do you do? I am a pharmacist for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And just for this time of year, you know, it, it is just a very high volume type of year. I mean, type of month for my job. And they're just, they are piling on work and I am salaried. So I'm working well past, you know, what is a normal schedule. How many hours? Uh, about 50. And does it slow down at some point? You said, cause you, you intimated that it's this time of year. So I'm just curious uh, how often is this pretty cyclical every year around this time? Yes, it is. It's huh. pretty cyclical. When does it, it slow down? About in February, it'll start to slow down. And it's and then what's it like the rest of the year as far as the work hours? Uh, it's still it's bad, but okay. it's manageable. But like right now, it's just it is at its peak. I got it. it. Well, like, that's good to know. So you're telling me, um. There is a portion of your year, let's look at your 12 months at work, there's a portion for, what, 30, 60 days or whatever where it's just hell. Yes, exactly. And then hell subsides, but then it goes from hell to sucks. <laughs> True, yes. Okay, good. Well, that the reason I asked that is because I was wondering, you know, is this just something where, you know, but th- it doesn't get much better. And so what? So what's your question? What's the What's the question that's eaten away at you? So my question, you know, is if it is worthwhile to hold on to this job until March, because I was planning to quit. March of 2024. Yes. And what happens Mm -hmm. then again? You get a big bonus? Yes. Like like how big? Um, After taxes, 10K. Yeah, but I mean, it's big. It's a game changer for you. Yes. Uh, well, that is kind of open to debate because that's why I asked it. You well, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this. Let's let me put it a different way. Mm-hmm. If you weren't getting the ten thousand dollar bonus in March, what would your decision be today? Oh, I will quit right now. That's what I thought. Yes. All right. How old are you? Um, I am. <laughs> Uh, 37 years old. Yeah, you sound like a young guy. So what are you going to do? Are you able to never work again the rest of your life, or do you got to work? I am able to never work again. I have a passive income stream of about 12.5K a month for my properties. Chuck, that's impressive, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, do you have any debt? No. You You got an emergency fund? 
Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. How many months? Oh, a lot of months. (laughs) I love you, Chuck. I love you. Bro. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know the answer to your own question. What do you think the answer is? Uh, well, the answer would be to quit now, but I, I just, you know, it's like my... It's all right, like, what do you... Ha- okay, all right, so, there. but, all right, let's, let's unpack that. Let's unpack why you aren't convinced that walking away today is a smart play because i'm going to tell you right now it's not stupid so let's take stupid off the table based on what i'm hearing you're fried yes you're making great money from real estate you have no debt you have a lot of cash stacked you're 37 freaking years old let's take stupid off the table agreed yes i agree so then not so smart, not the right, the best play. What what are you hang what are you hung up on? Well, you know, it just is I would be really um You're st- just, you think it would be dumb to to pass up on $10,000 that's just sitting there waiting for you if I you mean, hang on. Yeah, because I would really feel like I succumb to the pressure of a toxic work environment. It's like they had won. They beat me. And it's like, you know, I like I you more and more. Stronger. Chuck, I got to tell you, I liked you a lot before this. Now I love you. I hope Thank that doesn't you. make you uncomfortable, Chuck. I say that in a... Uh, it doesn't make uh, me uncomfortable. All right. It's, it's it bro love. Let me I tell you what. You're a man of principle. I am. I think your answer is, Ken, I'm not a quitter. I'm tough as nails. I'm not going to yeah. let these people win and 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 get to keep their 10 grand when they have piled stuff on me and mistreated me. Screw them. You're like the old guy in Legends of the Fall, uh, Anthony Hopkins. You ever seen that movie? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's a great. It's a great. It let me tell you something. You got to watch it. There's a scene where the feds are coming after him and his property, and he's had a stroke. And he now communicates with a little black chalkboard and a white piece of chalk is back in the, like, I think it's set back in the 1930s or something, like maybe 1920s, I'm not sure. Anyway, point is this. The old man at some point says to his sons, scrum! And he can barely talk. Scrum! And I think that's what you're saying. You're going, I'm going to work for these clowns who have abused me, uh, not appreciated me, and i got to call Coleman and see what Ken thinks. But I, I want to work my fanny off for two more months and get my $10,000 check on principle and then walk into the sunset. That's what I think you want to do. Yeah, because I feel, you know, I have earned every cent of that. Yes. You know, you know what? I was going to tell you to walk. I'm going to change my mind. I was about to tell you, screw them. But screw them (laughs) meant walk today. Now I'm going to say, screw them. You stay and cash that ten thousand dollar check, and then you say, "Then we do an even bigger screw them." Ah, ten thousand dollars! I'm out. You know? Yes, sir. I, I I I've changed my mind, and 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 I'll tell you why. I think you're strong enough to handle it. Now I could be wrong, 
because I don't no, think I, 10, I don't think ten thousand dollars is worth you having a mental or physical breakdown between now and March. So let's just get real. How long before it goes from hell to suck as we sit on the calendar right now? Um, it's uh, hopefully less than a month. Uh, but Can there's you do no it? way of knowing for sure. Can you do it? I know I can. Do you want to? I don't want to. No, but no. I, I know. know I, I know you don't want to. Physically. Yeah. Do you want to mentally and emotionally? Yes, I do. I know you do. So, if you want to mentally and emotionally, then it, it's 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 the equivalent of going. I don't want. To go to the gym, but I do want to get in shape. So mentally and emotionally will drive you through the not wanting to physically and going through this brutal schedule. The only way you make it through is by reminding yourself, I want to do this mentally, emotionally, because this is a principal issue, and I think I'm due this money. And if I that's this is what I gotta do to get the 10 grand, then suck it up, buttercup, and get back in there. And that's what you gotta tell yourself. All right. But I, I side with you. I was going to tell you to walk today. I now think you need to stay, and I think you'll feel great about yourself. Take the ten grand and do something special with it because you got all kinds That's of cash. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Go on a cruise or something. Go on a trip. Do something cool with that bonus money. That's what I would do. I'd spend it. Let me tell you this. This is crazy for some people. I don't think this is crazy because you're debt-free. you got a stacked uh, emergency fund. I'd spend, after taxes, I'd spend all that money on something really cool. Yes. I would. I'd go, you know what? Yeah, you've not taken care of yourself. Go blow. I'd blow every nickel of that bonus on myself or my family and do something awesome. That's what I do. I haven't done anything awesome in a long time. So Well, it's time right. to do something awesome. What is I it? I agree. What is it? Tell me really fast. Give me the awesome. Right now, what would you do? Uh, I want to travel right. to some other countries. Fantastic. I want to go to a nice island somewhere. I haven't I, been to an island fantastic. in God knows how long. Fantastic. You know. I got two words for you. Bora Bora. Let that inspire you. You don't have to go there, but I would think about it. I would. I would with that bonus. Hey, a great trip. I'd go, baby. I would soak up the sun because you've earned it. Hey, thanks for the call. You're a good dude, Chuck. I love it. Thanks for letting me speak into that. You're a good man. You're on to great things. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to the Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.